Hey, everybody. Welcome to LettermanRow.com. I am Jeremy Birmingham. This is Talking Stuff, the Ohio State Recruiting Podcast brought to you by Buyers Auto. Today, I'm going to be joined by Spencer Holbrook. We're going to be breaking down Ohio State's biggest recruiting visitors for the huge Oregon game and taking a brief look at the top Buckeyes targets heading elsewhere. So let's get to the show. Spencer, welcome to the show. Uh, let's just dive in. First impression, Ohio State's biggest recruiting weekend, certainly of this year. Uh, first time with players on campus, fans on campus for a game in almost 660 days. Who is the the one or two guys that you think are the most important visitors for Ohio State this weekend? Doesn't have to be the official visitors. We'll break those three guys down individually, but who, who do you think they are? I've got a couple names that I'm watching. I got Caden, or actually, so I guess it's three. Caden Curry is absolutely huge because you've got to make a good impression on him. If he sees that game day, I think you can start to to put some pieces together that, that this could be trending in Ohio State's direction for once and for all um, after this visit. Uh, and that's just a read that I get. Uh, Ernest Green is another one that I think is huge. With Ohio State struggles to recruit top-notch defensive line or offensive linemen right now, uh, in this 22 class, a couple guys fall through, a couple guys in the 21 class fall through. Ernest Green reminds me a lot of Wyatt Davis, and it's not just because of the high school he comes from. So I think that's absolutely a must-hit home. You must hit a home run with that guy. And then I'm going to keep talking about him until he until he decides on the school and he's a 2024, could be a 2023. Jaden Davis, I mean, this is the, the – I don't want to call it the start because he visited yeah. Ohio State, but – this is absolutely huge. If you take a lead with Jaden Davis and really solidify him as the top target in either the 23 or 24 class, depending on what he decides to do with his, with his high school eligibility and everything, you really put yourself out there as, as you know, we're, we're here to stay. You plant your flag. You know, this is a massive recruitment and Ohio state can take the lead here this weekend. Yeah. I, so uh, Caden Curry, Ernest Green, those are two of the three official visitors. The other one that's coming back to Ohio state is Christian Miller the four-star defensive end defensive lineman from Georgia, whose recruitment has been very interesting. He's silently committed to like three different schools at, during his recruitment at this point, uh, Ohio State being one of them that he, he was very all in with uh, in early June and then slowed things down again. And, you know, as is his right, I think that's the reason you don't go make a public commitment is because these feelings and these emotions uh, can be a bit of a roller coaster for these kids. And I think that that's why, I'm I'm expecting after a Christian Miller's visit this weekend that the Ohio State reasserts itself as the leader or at least catches up with USC and uh, Georgia, who are the other teams that are really in the mix there at this point. Um, I think Ernest Green, to me, with the Ohio State offensive line recruiting situation with two guys committed, uh, knowing full well that there's a there's a real chance they're only going to take three. I think Ernest Green being on campus alongside Carson Hinsman, the, the Wisconsin offensive lineman who's visiting this weekend, who's down to Ohio State in Wisconsin. I think that there's some real um, some opportunity for intrigue there with Ernest Green. I, I fully expect him to continue to take other visits. But, you know, as I wrote about it on Letterman Row on Friday morning, Ohio State's in the lead with Ernest Green. They're in the lead with Caden Curry. And this is the type of weekend, Spencer, where we talked before about, you know, okay, you're, you're here, other teams have to get to your level. If you're here and other teams are here, now you can get like here if you're Ohio State. And that changes things in a way that, you know, you really hope that the crowd comes through with a big a big performance, uh, that the Buckeyes team comes out and puts together a show, and that you leave an impression on Caden Curry or his green, Christian Miller and these families that, you know, 
is the reason why Ohio State had everyone come to campus on June 4th, that first recruiting weekend, because they wanted to set the table. They wanted to set the bar. And now for Ernest Green and Caden Curry making their first official visits, now you do the same thing. Yeah, I agree. And and that's not to discount the other guys that are coming. You know, I, I just mentioned three, but this list of 22s is pretty, it's a pretty good list when you talk, look at Emil Wagner, when you look at, uh, you know, the some of the commits, uh, Keon Grays, Jair Brown, CJ Hicks, Tegra, uh, Tashbola, like th the list is pretty good in 22. And I think the list in 23 is even better. And again, that's not to discount the guys that are coming in in 23, because I think that's where the real intrigue is. The meat of this recruiting weekend lies in that absolutely stacked and loaded 23 class that's coming in to see this game. I just like to focus on two of the the officials and then that quarterback that everybody's been talking about. So I, I know there's a lot of guys in 23 we need to discuss. Yeah, 23, this is a big weekend for that class and just class building. It's the return of Ty Lockwood to Ohio State for the third time since June. This was his first time back as an Ohio State commit, still the lone 2023 commitment for the Buckeyes. And Ty has an opportunity this weekend to really establish some connections with top of the board targets for Ohio State. That includes Sonny Styles. That includes Luke Montgomery. That includes Caleb Downs, who I think is the best safety in the country in the class of 2023. Tamir Robinson from Pennsylvania is coming back for a third time. Uh, Josh Padilla is returning. And, and then you have an entire group of kids coming from the West Coast, including Mateo Uyangalele, uh, RJ Jones out at St. John Bosco. Uh, Jay Sean Foster Ramos uh, out at uh, St. John's Bosco. And then you also have the 24s from Bosco, including Kingston, uh, Viela Valamu Asa, and Peyton Woodyard, Marcellus Williams, three guys that all have Ohio State offers. Like this is a huge opportunity for these young classes uh, to get to get to know each other. Yeah. And, and, you know, we didn't even mention some of the guys like Anthony Brown, who just committed to to Minnesota, uh, Malik Muhammad, the cornerback from Texas, who I believe just got an offer recently. Uh, Trevor Locke, Lauk Locke from the offensive tackle from Indiana. Like this group is absolutely loaded. And when you look at some of the guys in 23, one of the most intriguing ones to me is Wiltrell Hartson uh, from from Maslin, uh, Maslin, Washington, the running back, because Tony Alford went and saw him. And now he's coming on this visit for this huge game. And it's just really interesting to me that a guy who's really under the radar on a national scale is, is going to be one of the only running backs on campus for this massive game. And so, uh, you know, could we see something happen from that? Should, could we see a, a relationship start to develop there? Some of the, you know, the big names are the big names. And you know why they're coming. You know what it is. But some of these underrated guys provide the most intrigue for me. Even a guy like Josh Padilla, who Ohio State's been on, in on for a long time. He's, he's starting to go a little under the radar there and just kind of the assumption that he's going to land at Ohio State. And we saw him in, in camp in June, and I'd like to see him again in person just because, you know, he's, he did struggle a little bit during that camp in June. And so you want to see uh, him in person and you want to see what that relationship starts to build as he comes to games like this. Yeah, and I, I like to talk about these kids that, you know, we don't talk about much. And we've been having a ton of questions from readers, from watchers about like the, the 2023 quarterback situation. And Dylan Lonergan from Georgia is coming up to Ohio State this weekend. He got offered by the Buckeyes um, in June when he camped at Ohio State. And he was one of those four guys that picked up an offer. And he's the first one to come back. And so you start to wonder if, if the Buckeyes have maybe sort of circled Dylan Lonergan as that pot potential guy in 23. Uh, he's a top 10 quarterback in the country. But he's also a kid who's a very highly ranked baseball player and could end up taking the baseball route uh, as opposed to football. So 
something to keep an eye on. But it's clear that Corey Dennis and Ryan Day have have sort of signaled that he maybe is is the guy in 2023 uh, that they like the most at this point, which I think is a little surprising. I think a lot of people are expecting that to be Nico Iermaleva uh, from California. But the fact that Lonergan is is coming back, that he was asked to come back for this game. Uh, when Ohio State has said very plainly they're not going to be able to spend a whole lot of time with kids uh, on this trip, because especially the unofficial visitors, because they're focused on the game. But the fact that they want him there means something, don't you think? Yeah, I would agree. And and there are only two quarterbacks coming. And so that kind of shows you the pecking order of, of where these guys see Ohio State and where Ohio State sees these guys. It's, you know, But to have Jaden Davis and then to have Dylan Lonergan on campus it's a pretty big statement for Ohio State as to what direction they're starting to head in, like you said. And, uh, yeah, I think that it, it you start to see some clarity where we didn't have clarity for a really long time, especially a quarterback and what's going to happen after Quinn Ewers. Now that Quinn Ewers is in the class of 2021 and not 22, you start to wonder what's going to happen here. Now we're getting some clarity. Yeah, and it's just one of these weekends that is providing an opportunity for the Buckeyes to put together a show for these recruits. Uh, you have all this, this West Coast class coming in. I did think that the Will Charles Hartson, I want to go back to that, is interesting to me because it's shaping up pretty clearly to me that the Buckeyes are going to likely take two running backs in the class of 2023. And I think that Hartson is a player who who dominated his game last week when Tony Alford went to see him uh, that I, I think maybe is a guy to keep in mind down the road as a, as a potential uh, real option for the Buckeyes. And I, I think the same thing about Anthony Brown, the, the wide receiver who's committed to Minnesota. Uh, down at, at Springfield High School uh, near Dayton. He's a kid that Ohio State really likes. And if they're unable to to close the deal on Zachariah and Zion Branch, who at this point, it seems pretty clear those two are going to be a package deal. So I think you can get an idea uh, of what's going to happen with Zachariah's recruitment shortly after whenever Zion makes his decision. Um, so that it, it is worth watching. Um, what else is worth watching is, is who else that Ohio State is recruiting uh, is going around the country and seeing other schools. So uh, Spencer and I are going to talk about that right after this break. Okay, Spencer, back to talking stuff. The Ohio State Recruiting Podcast brought to you by Byers Auto. Ohio State uh, is one of the few marquee games this weekend. So there's not a lot of kids around the country making major moves uh, and going in, into a lot of different places. But uh, the ones that are most interesting to me are in the Big Ten. It's Michigan hosting uh, Washington. And it's Iowa and Iowa State playing for the Cyhawk Trophy over there in the uh, in wherever they play that. Do they play it in Des Moines this year? Ames no, this year? It's in Ames. It's not even. It's never in Des Moines. It's either in Iowa City or Ames. They should make that a neutral site and just put it in the middle of a cornfield in Iowa and just say play it out here. Like the winner gets all the corn or something. Kind of like that baseball game that was in the middle of Iowa. Yeah, but not everyone got the corn. You know, and I think that's an important. Component. Do we know that though? I guess not. I mean, I guess we didn't see a land deed for who gets the, the cornfield. But I think that the Cyhawk Trophy should be replaced and you just win all the corn in Iowa that year. Like, that'd be kind of cool, you know? I think I think the trophy should just be like a three-foot silo that the team just hoists up in the air. Yeah. And, like, you get to put your vanquished foe's heart it's like in, when you see it's like when you see the winning team of the Orange Bowl just, like, take a bite out of the orange with the mm -hmm. peel still on it. You yeah. just take like a, a big husk of corn and you take a bite of it before you even peel off all of the, you know, the leaves yeah. and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Nebraska would be mad about that if they appropriated their their logo. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Is there more corn in Nebraska than there is in Iowa, though? 
Uh, so I know a guy from Iowa and he claims that Iowa corn is better. And I know that's like an actual rivalry on whose corn is better, but um, I'm not going to pass judgment. Uh, I know Ohio corn farmers who say that Ohio corn is better, but that's aside from the fact there are going to be many, many recruits uh. at the Cyhawk game, the big silo, El Asico, whatever you call the Iowa-Iowa State game. A lot of recruits there that Ohio State would like to be in Columbus. Well, I mean, there's at least two that are very important, and that is Caden Proctor, the class of 2023 uh, offensive lineman, and his 2022 teammate, Xavier Wampa, whose father was a, a track and field athlete at Iowa State, so there's a little family tie there. Um, those two are visiting Iowa State for that game. Uh, Xavier Wampa's recruitment doesn't really have any f- – sort of focus on Iowa State. So I think it's only interesting in the fact that he did go to Iowa last weekend and I will see them again. Uh, Iowa looked pretty darn good. If you're trying to convince a homegrown kid to stay home, the way you do that in the name, image, and likeness era is by winning games that matter. Um, and, and then providing them an opportunity to say, this is what your brand can be if you stay home in Iowa. Um, you know, so those are the only real two there that are, are really the focus for Ohio State, of course. But, you know, up in Ann Arbor, there's certainly going to be uh, interest in who's visiting there, but it's not because the guys that are visiting there are also Ohio State targets. I just think it's fascinating that Michigan in this uh, situation that they have hosting Washington, who got beat by a Division II school or an FCS school last week, um, you know, Walter Nolan is going there, Damani Jackson is going there. Uh, you know, th- those are two five star top five players in the country. Uh, and then another highly ranked offensive tackle, Josh Connerly uh, from Seattle, is coming there. Uh, it's uh, an interesting week. They have Kenneth Grant, Ohio State targeted defensive line coming there. I think there's probably a a higher than average chance that Kenneth Grant pulls the trigger and commits to Michigan after this visit this weekend. That's just my gut feeling on that. But Spencer, like, let's say Michigan goes out and dominates Washington, who who clearly is not very good right now. Um, And, like, how does it – does it matter? Does it matter? Am I crazy? Does it matter? Well – well, I've been thinking about this because I, I've got a. I will be personally stunned. I will eat that banana without with the peel on it if Walter mm-hmm. Nolan goes to Michigan. I will be stunned. And yeah. for him to make a visit like that, it does say something. There is genuine interest there. But I will be stunned if he picks Michigan. I'll just I'll say that. So, but it is a good thing for Michigan to have him on campus to show other kids like this guy is also considering Michigan. You should too. Uh, and then Domani Jackson is a hu- is obviously good friends with Will Johnson. So that's a good class building weekend for them. And then you look at other guys who are coming to visit like Kenneth Grant and like Josh Connerly. When I saw Michigan Washington on the schedule, you see Josh Connerly. I think that's how you say his name in that yeah. top 100 as far as offensive line. Go, it was pretty easy to assume he was going to visit for that game. He's a Washington kid who's also considering Michigan. I think this is more a chance for him to see both schools than it is for him and still get to the East Coast than it is for him to, you know, actually visit Michigan. So uh, I kind of take that visit with a little bit of a grain of salt, not to say that the Wolverines are, you know, accepting any visitors just for for fun, but also like it does make sense for him to visit Washington versus Michigan. And then Kenneth Grant is a guy who Ohio State genuinely has interest in. And uh, I won't be surprised if he commits to Michigan this weekend, but I do think it matters because this is a chance for Michigan's defensive staff to finally say, okay, we've got everything figured out. You should join us. Yeah. And I think that Ohio state is hoping that Kenneth Grant doesn't commit to Michigan because they'd like more time to continue evaluating his senior film. They only got to see him in person for, you know, one, two hour stretch. 
at this point and would like to get an opportunity to keep evaluating that. He's had good tape uh, to start a season. So uh, Zach went out to see him uh, two weeks ago. Uh, so tonight, um, Zach is seeing Sonny Styles. Uh, I'll be seeing Luke Montgomery and Ryan Montgomery, the 2025 quarterback at Finley, who got his first playing time last week. He was pretty darn good. Uh, I expect that he will be at Ohio State with Luke tomorrow. I, I don't know. I guess there's a chance those two could probably leave the Ohio State game and then get to Ann Arbor for the time to see Michigan Washington. I, I I don't think that I don't know that that's the plan, but I think it would be interesting if kids you know have the opportunity to do both. You could actually get that rare doubleheader in uh, between Ohio State and Michigan if you're considering both schools, which not a lot of kids are. Um, I wanted to talk one more thing, Spencer, before we go. This show is supposed to be about visitors, but let's talk Drew Eller. Uh, he's not visiting Ohio State this weekend. Uh, I think he'll probably show up at Penn State for their home game. Uh, Ohio State offered Aller, but they haven't really like officially offered, offered Aller. It's basically a situation where they said, if you want an offer, you have one. And I, I don't know if that's a, uh, I don't know if that means anything to anyone, but I'm, I, I'm in a position still where I wonder um, if Drew Aller sees the situation at Penn State and thinks it's just an easier path to playing time. Yeah, I'm starting to think that too. And I think that that's one of the reasons Ohio State's not really extending like that official like offer, offer, just because Ohio State doesn't offer a guy who's committed to another Big Ten school unless they know they've got him. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, that's just the plain reality of the situation. And so I'm not sure that you're going to get that like official, official offer. But I yeah, think you're not going to see Aller posted on the internet. You're not going to see a big thing like that. Corey Dennis went to see him. They've talked to the family. The family knows the situation. But, I, you know, Spencer, how how hard is it to overcome a year's worth of a relationship with another school uh, in, in a in a weekend? You know that's not easy to do, no matter where you wanted to play when you were a, an eight year old, right? And the, the sales pitch is also just it it's it's really a difficult sales pitch because it's hey, do you think playing time at Penn State will help you develop more, or do you think development at Ohio State will help you develop more? And yeah. if that's the bottom line, like that's the skinny of this recruitment. Like the TLDR version is. Playing time or development, which one's more important to you? I mean, that's a hard decision to make because yeah. the development route, you have to take a step back and look at the bigger picture of your career. The playing time is like, oh, I can go there and play right now. And yeah. so it's a hard sales pitch, but I don't think you'll see anything like being or official or an announcement, but it is something to consider right now as we move forward into this recruiting, uh, recruit uh, this recruitment. Yeah, so as of today, it's September 10th. Ohio State has extended the opportunity to Drew Aller to join their class if they want. Call it an offer, call it an informal invitation, call it whatever you want, doesn't really matter. Uh, there isn't an expectation that anything is going to happen imminently, but I know for a, a fairly strong fact that Ohio State is going to try uh, and they're going to continue to do that. What happens after that in the class of 2022 still remains to be seen at quarterback, but uh, for now, the focus is going to be trying to build a relationship with Drew Aller and his parents and and just see what happens, because you don't know with Mike Yersich, with the way he's bounced around in the last few years. Uh, you don't know with the rumors with James Franklin and his you know career. If, if something weird happens at USC, maybe this is the year Franklin goes there. His name has constantly been bandied about with other schools. And I think that the coaching change potential, uh, the, the coaching, uh, you know, transitions and that kind of stuff are really the one thing that would level this thing out between Ohio State and Drew Allard. So we may not know about that um, until, you know, December. Who knows? But the Buckeyes are going to keep pushing. Uh, Spencer, anything else as we head into Oregon weekend? No, I think I'm just excited to see recruits back on uh, the sidelines, recruits walking through that tunnel. We get some pictures of them. You know, that's like a 
it's one of those hidden things about recruiting recruitments. Like when we first saw Mayan Williams in recruiting, yeah. we, I, I was less than impressed, but then you look at his film and it just doesn't match the way he looks. And there are guys that you see like that all the time. And we didn't get that opportunity last year. And so yeah. it's just kind of exciting to be able to see these guys in person and get a feel for, you know, almost just what they look like as far as football yeah. players. Cause you can kind of envision them in pads and, and in the film once you see them in person. That's really exciting for me, and uh, it's something that I missed last year, and I'm excited to get back there, uh, you know, tomorrow morning. Yep, the eye test matters, and uh, these early season games where it's warm out and people aren't wearing huge parkas uh, are is a good opportunity to do that. So uh, that's Spencer Holbrook. I'm Jeremy Birmingham. This has been Talking Stuff, the Ohio State Recruiting Podcast, brought to you by Letterman Row and Byers Auto. Uh, have a good weekend, everyone. Check out LettermanRow.com for all Ohio State, Oregon action you can handle. Thanks for watching.